EST 2016. This is interviews, music reviews, and more. This is, this is The Hotter Show. What is up, everybody? We are rolling out of you here today on episode 389 of The Hotter Show. I hope you guys are doing absolutely fantastic. Thank you so very much for tuning in and clicking that play button on today's episode of the podcast. We got a kick-ass episode for you here today. As I try to have every single week right here on The Harder Show, we're sitting down with Zachary Emmons from the Mighty Pound of Flesh to talk all about his journey to Pound of Flesh, his love of music, where it comes from, his love of metal and where that comes from, how he got started in playing guitar. We also have a ton of gear talk, which is awesome for a guitar nerd like myself. We really dive into his gear and what he loves about the gear that he uses, his guitars, and all that kind of fun thing, as well as some influences on him and some of the work that Pound of Flesh has done. So stay tuned for that. Really excited to jump into that conversation with Zachary. Before we jump into that, though, I need to give a quick shout out to everyone who supported last week's episode of the show, my best of 2023 music showcase. Always a success whenever I do the best ofs, but... uh Got some really good feedback on that one. So thank you very much to everyone who checked it out and who gave the good feedback for kind of that new format where I, I batch the genres together. People said they really enjoyed that. So I'm glad that you did. And thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for all the support in 2023 to all the bands and musicians who were featured and to those who were not featured. If you heard it and you were like, man, I want to be a part of this next year. Hit me up. Let me know. I would love to have a chat with you. Just like today's chat with my man, Zachary Emmons from the mighty pound of flesh. Let's get into it. All right, guys, we're here with Zach Emmons from the mighty pound of flesh. Zach, brother, what's up, man? How you doing? Oh, not too bad, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Happy to be talking to you here on this uh, snowy but beautiful day here in Peterborough, Ontario. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, we have so much to talk about in regards to not only your personal career, but also, of course, Pound of Flesh, what you guys are up yep. to. And just to start things off, I have to bring up the recently when I saw you guys playing Lindsay. Yeah. At the heavy Lindsay. I think it was head the head, just heavy Lindsay. Yeah. Um, the was, bunk there. Yeah, dude. So yeah. did I tell you the story of why that was so significant for me? No, I did. You did. Okay. So Pie-Eyed Monk, which is where they had the show in the room that we were in. Yeah. Where the stage was. Yeah. That was where the head table was for my wedding reception. Oh, shit. So where we were, where the mosh pit was, was our dance floor. Okay. And where you guys were just fucking destroying the room on stage <laughs> was where I was sitting with my wife eating dinner at our wedding reception. That's wicked. So when I heard that was happening, I was, I said to the wife, I'm like, we got to like we gotta go. Yeah, we gotta go, right? <laughs> she's not. She's not a metal fan. I'm not gonna lie to you, but she, um, she really, she actually dug everybody a lot. Like she was like, "This is yeah. actually pretty." Even like Uncle Scurvy, she was like, "What the hell is this?" I was like, "Give it a second. Yeah, no, the, the, there was some solid <laughs> bands on that one. There was what? There was Vain Dues, Cadillac Blood, yep. and uh, Uncle Scurvy with us on that one. Yeah, that was such a yeah, yeah. Oh my, it was and like the turnout was great. Oh, I big could, turnout. Like, it was just like, oh, and like the food there's so fucking good. Like it was just all oh, right. <laughs> that was the first show I'd been to in a while that I was like, this feels like old times to me. Yeah. Like I was like, this feels like 2011, 2010. Like this is cool. <laughs> like, it was awesome. But that was the yeah. first time I got to see you guys. And like, 
I had obviously I'd heard I had heard the songs I had heard the um, I'd heard the record, but like, first off, how many guys are in your band, bro? So we got six. Okay. So we got um. So we we do two rhythm guitars and then right. one lead down the middle. So we get like that stereo effect live, and then we've got mm-hmm. our bass player, our vocalist, and our drummer. Okay, because there was another dude who was like, yeah, he was like doing like backup vocals okay. and stuff, and yeah, he was hanging out. I, I was like, that which was cool. Don't get me wrong, but I was like, yeah, is he in the band too? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> he came on tour with us, and like that's he, cool. He came, we, we brought him on tour with us, and he was hanging out. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Kind of helped Shane out just in some moments, add a little yeah. bit of extra. It was just yeah, like exactly, this right? awesome. I was actually standing um, just behind the mosh pit trying to like do a quick little record because you guys started off with my favorite song. Um, it's Redneck, not Redneck Boogeyman. Good. No, yeah. No. Crossroad Boogeyman. Crossroad Boogeyman. Excuse me. Yes. Yeah. Second I hear that, I was like, yo, it's going to go. The f-. I was like, I said to the wife, okay, hang on, stay here. And I go and I'm like, oh, I'm far enough back from the mosh pit. And the second you guys kicked in, like I was holding my phone up and just all you see is just this mass come towards me in the video and my phone drop and i'm just like gone i came out of mosh retirement for that is the is my point yeah that's one that definitely gets people moving for sure because that like high feel like that high speed like to it just like that bump a bump a bump a bump a bump yeah it's, that was such a great lineup man like just that whole show oh, that was a really fun yeah. show it was cool to see the homies and yeah like you you what's so cool about you guys is like you very much have that, um, like, like how, how would you define yourselves as far as like, like you say, you say like you're like a hardcore band, but there's still very much that like, well, like the new stuff that we're working on now is very much hardcore oriented. Um, okay. like we told like the, the first record we were, we were, we were kind of taking influences from a few different areas. So like we were listening to like, like Maylene, um, a lot of Beartooth. And then we just kind of like, almost like got back into our niche with the with the new stuff we we, we got comfortable we're like okay like we're we're we're, we're back to right and heavy again yeah <laughs> like glimpses of that on the first record were songs like um wastemans and facilitate which is cool like it's just that i always dig when heavy bands have that kind of that twang like, yeah the groove is cool but like when you have that little bit of twang too i don't know how else to explain yeah. it it's like well the the, the, the tele the, the telecaster uh like using the baritone telecasters helps a lot because of the single coil sound mm-hmm. so it gives you like that like poppy sound for a lot of our stuff yeah you've got quite the setup guitar wise like just i was like i was yeah. telling you earlier i was geeking out uh just looking through your your facebook and geeking out over your setup um <laughs> so let's let's just dive into that for a second man because I, yeah. I i have to ask so the cab, like the cab that I use is at our jam space right now. So live, I'm using a Mesa Rectifier 412 with V30s, and then I use a uh, PVJSX 120 watt tube head, and um, my effect processor I use a Headrush MX5 floor mount unit, um, and then just through that, like I'm, it's varies on the guitars really, like whether I'm using uh, my uh, Squire Baritone Telecaster 27 inch scale or my uh, Charvel Joe Duplantier Sig. And either one, it's always Aurora Tone pickups through my endorsement with them. There's some mighty, some mighty guitars in that lineup, man. In the pickups, they yeah. sound fucking awesome. Oh man, Aurora Tone! It's like I, I, I used to use Bare Knuckle a lot, and um, I came across Aurora Tone on uh, Instagram one day, just kind of scrolling those like suggested for you um, posts when you go to like search, and I saw like these crazy looking pickups, and I clicked it. And I was like, oh, I wonder if they've got like sound samples of them. I started listening, and I was like, okay, like these sound insane. So I hit, I hit up the page. I was like, Hey, like 
you ship to Canada and he laughed. He's like, I'm from Nova Scotia. So yeah. That's and then awesome. I, I designed a set and had them shipped over. And then right away, we just kind of started talking a lot, me and Cody, the owner of Aurora tone. And then from that, he was kind of like, yo, would you want to be an Aurora tone artist and kind of like help me advertise for the brand? I was like, Oh, hundred percent. I was like, literally, I used to do bare knuckle through and through and I haven't looked back after going to Aurora tone. Yeah. They've got some, um, some wicked wicked stuff man like just i was oh, looking man. At, i was actually looking at their page earlier it's funny you bring it up like i was like man they got some cool stuff and like yeah they can do the glow in the dark bobbins that's the one set that i've got on the charvel it's a uh, mm-hmm. purple and green glow in the dark that's so cool yeah i was geeking out over the guitar too man like i i well that's what <laughs> i think that's like one of the first times we talked i was like dude is that the i, I can never pronounce his damn name but i love oh, joe de plantier i love <laughs> gojira so much yeah and um, when it's i got the gojira logo even on the back of the headstock that's so cool. But like, yeah. that's what's cool about his signature from a lot of them is like, you'll see the guitar and it's like, oh, that's clearly this guy's guitar. Yeah. It's for his band. Like it has his name yeah. on it or whatever. Like, yeah, I like when they make it kind of um, not vague, but like, you know what I mean? It's like, it looks yeah. like it could be just a regular model, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I, I love that guitar. Like it's it's the matte white finish, and it's just like I like I, I toured with that guitar in uh, November with Tangents when we did the Ontario tour. Mm-hmm. And oh man, that guitar, I love that thing. <laughs> is that a um? Just to geek out on it for a second, is that so? The are there two models of that one, or is there? So is they it... have the white one, and then they have the natural wood finished one that has okay. a trem bar. Oh yes, right. Okay. Yeah. Is there is there like a a U.S. version of that, or is that the I Only... think there's a U.S. version of it, and okay. it has the black pick guard too. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think the full white is way cooler. Yeah. And that's the one I love the white look too. with it. Yeah. 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 And so it does have a yeah. So, but the what's that's interesting. So the U.S. model has the Gojira logo in the in the fretboard. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So that yeah that that, that but that um the mahogany finish. Oh, the mahogany with the black neck is wicked. Yeah, that thing's so cool, dude. Right? <laughs> I never get to, I don't get to talk guitars a lot, so I'm just like geeking <laughs> out over it, man. But <clears throat> excuse me, but um that's so cool with the with the head that you use too, with that PV, the Joe Satriani model. Like Oh man. That's, it's, it's like like you said earlier when we talked, right? It's, it's such a like a stupidly underrated head, especially with like in the day and age of like EVH with the 5150 series. It gets mm-hmm. like the, the JSX gets overlooked a lot, and it's like, man. That shit, like that, 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 that amp still to this day, it's like, it's hard for me to top that one. Mm-hmm. It's such a, and that's why, like, when I saw it, I was like, what? Like, I literally haven't <laughs> seen one of those in like 10 years. Right. And they're such good amps, man. <laughs> I was at a show at Urban actually uh, about a month ago, and um, there was a guy there that was using one, and I was like, no way. That's wild. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I've had this amp for a while. I was like, no, I'm, I'm freaking out because I have one. <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. Urban's a real, is that, that's a pretty cool place to play. I, I got, I oh, saw I love Urban. Yeah, that yeah, same Belinda, Belinda, the owner there, she's, she treats us so good there. She's honestly like the, the music scene in Peterborough would be so much worse off without that, without Urban and Belinda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially now, like with losing the red dog, it's like, Oh yeah. You know, there's no, gotta be for places real. for people to play. So like Urban, she, I got, she works, yeah. she works so hard for this, for the music scene here. Not like, like and not just in one genre, like, all genres she welcomes it to the urban she's like hey like she does it for the scene it's it's so nice to see a venue owner that cares that much mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's awesome. It's a cool place for sure. Like you walk in, you go to the back, you know, behind the bar yeah. and there's this big, it's like, yo, this is a really cool venue. I, I saw Sea Brave right. there the same weekend. Right. I, I, told, saw you guys. I even told Tangents but when, when we were booked there and they were like, what is this place like? It looks really small in the front. It's like, no, 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 load your gear in and go right to the back. And then when we start loading in, they're like, oh shit, this is, this is wicked. Yeah. I was, when I walked in there, I was kind of like, oh, okay, you know, and then I go to the back and I'm like, holy shit, this is a big place. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> There's been some pretty uh, serious motion happening back here. Okay. Oh yeah, you can get some. You can get some. You can get a serious amount of people in that place. Yeah, it was. It's cool. It's definitely a cool venue for sure. But oh, talking yeah. about guitars and stuff like that, let's go back for a minute with you, man. How did this yeah. whole musical journey start for you? What was some of the first music you ever heard? What got you um, into wanting to play? So I always laugh because it's like I, I I I have such different like influences from like a traditional like hardcore guitarist. Like literally, what got me into guitar was um, Motley Crue. Like, like, right away, my dad was a huge Motley Crue fan growing up. And he was on, like, Aerosmith, Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, all that kind of stuff. And then, like, I just kind of found my own liking of that stuff. And I picked up a guitar when I was, like, nine years old. And it was like, I went, I, I grabbed my acoustic guitar and go into a guitar, guitar lesson at Bud's Music in Peterborough. And I'm like, I want to learn to play Kickstart My Heart. And the guy laughs. He goes, well, you're going to need an electric and a whammy bar first. <laughs> and Mick Mars, man. He's got, he had the riffs, bro. Right. For real. And it was like, man, I, 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 that, that's what got me like going on guitar. And then it was more around like the end of high school. Um, me and Shane started hanging out and Lindsay and um, he needed a guitarist for his old band Empire of Tomorrow. And then that's where I was like my my first time going from like drop C to drop A. <laughs> Just going down. <laughs> Literally. It was, and like that was it for me from there. It was like I was like seven strings, drop A, drop F, play. <laughs> Yeah, but you don't go down to to full. What what is it? What is what are Seagrave playing in now? Like E standard, but it's a full. Yeah. Fucking, like, it's just <laughs> I was gonna say, that, weren't they using the bass for the guitar tracks on their new something recording? like that? Yeah, I, yeah. I think he uses the the Digitech uh, drop pedal. So it's yeah. you know our, yeah, anyway. we're using the Ricochet pedal a lot in our new stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It's cool you can do that though. You don't have to just like shout out to the boys in Seagrave. But yeah, no, that, that's oh, awesome. Man. I love those guys. It's crazy when you go from like. You know, like, especially like with your background, like kind of being like the 80s hair metal, so to speak. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, yeah, this song's in drop D. It's like, oh shit, man, this is heavy. And then, right? go, and then you discover well, drop C. Around the time I started hanging out with Shane, then I started like Shane introduced me to like a lot of like, I, cause I had already been into like a bit of like uh, Children of Bodom and Lamb of God through high school. And then like Shane kind of like showed me beyond that. And he was like, oh, here's Whitechapel and like all this. And I was like, yo, what? The first, I remember the first time I heard Whitechapel, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> first time you hear Whitechapel, you're like, what the fuck? Especially the right? really early like, no, stuff. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been the really early stuff, too. Like, that stuff. Yeah, was just, it was like Possession yeah. and then, like, yeah. yeah, like, Somatic Defilement. Yeah. Just ridiculous. Like, I love I love oh, yeah. their newer stuff, too. Like, it's a little more yeah, my speed, but, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I like how the Whitechapel over the years has been one of those bands that evolved. Like they they evolved with the way the scene was going at that time. Like yeah, they they, they weren't like a band like for instance like like an example like Amir where like Amir has been the same since two thousand eight. <laughs> when you get an Amir album, you know what you're getting with Amir. Like, yeah, at least like you know it's like it's the same thing with like, with like I'm a big Hatebreed fan, right? And like oh I love the, Hatebreed. Over the years, a lot of people have been like, well, like, they're the same band they were like twenty years ago, and I'm like, but if you really listen to what they're doing. Yeah, there are a lot of su- there. There are a lot of subtle differences, but I'm yeah. just waiting for the day that Josta finally like has like a clean on like a <laughs> hate breed record because like it's coming. Right. 
Oh yeah, he's it's coming kind of, under solo shit. So I'm like, dude, like, and he has a cool voice. So it's like, it, 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 it's like trigger. that's like when when I think like like I always say it to Shane, like whenever I think like tough guy hardcore, it's always hate breed. Dude, that, like, I'll, those, like those vocals are like a staple in hardcore music. Yeah, anyone, any metalhead or hardcore guy I talk to, it's always like no, I've never heard anyone say, "Yeah, hate breed's okay." how can you not like if you hear like i will be heard for the first time you're just like now yeah. i'm a hardcore kid cool like years ago me and shane uh years ago in a, in a different band we had a cover of um this is now that's awesome that's not, i think that's yeah. my that's the track for me i think I love yeah it's a good song. one i love it that, that guitar positive, is so like, catchy. Yeah. And like, what's so wild about that is like, you hear like, you know, Josh is like, yeah, you know, I wrote that riff on an acoustic guitar. It's like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> wild, dude. Right? That's wild. No, it's, it's, it's so funny to see like, the, like the, just, just the way the genre itself has evolved over the years. And like, what baffles me now is um, just the way that like, you've seen metal exploding again, like it did in like the early 2010s. Mm-hmm. So like with TikTok and stuff, it's almost like metals like got that that like full theme ahead again. Mm-hmm. Which is cool because like there are some bands that like as much as people like to shit on certain bands, it's like I'm very much like the bands that got really got me in the metal were, I mean like I'm gonna get roasted for saying this, but I don't care because it's true. One of the bands that got me into like Lamb of God and all that stuff because I never was a fan of it in high school. It wasn't until afterwards yeah. that I got into that was actually five figure death punch and like okay, yeah, yeah. a lot of people are like, i'm like listen <laughs> if you hear ivan moody sing and then go from his singing voice to like his like heavy screaming yeah. you don't think that's wicked i don't know what to tell you you don't it's, like the it's lyrics crazy and stuff range. that's fine but like it's crazy range like i know i know for shane like his two big influences right now on vocals are caleb shomo and alex terrible that's like two polar yeah. opposites right like oh, and he's got such a wicked voice too on him man like i i like and like when you hear like compared to when you hear things on on a record compared to live it's always like how is this gonna be right yeah and with shane i was like okay like let's and it was like yeah. oh this guy's just as absolutely brutal on yeah. as he is on the record like, he's, so he's, cool. he's, he, he's he's put the hours into vocals mm-hmm. like i, I i've I remember years ago when he was getting into it, that man, that man was like locking himself away in a studio for like nine hours a day. You wouldn't hear from Shane for like two weeks. And suddenly he's like, Oh, I can gutter all now. He's working on his metal education, bro. Literally like we're all, everybody was out going to the bar and Shane was learning, was practicing his vocals and guitar. <laughs> That's so cool, man. I, I dig that though. It's so oh, for yeah. you, when you so like, you know, go to Bud's music, start taking guitar lessons and that, when did the transition happen for you? When, you're like kind of just playing for fun to like, Hey, I'm going to start joining bands. Was that around the time so you and Shane it would have been, I, I linked up with a drummer at the end of high school and we kind of had like a little jamming project. Funny enough, the drummer of um, burning bridges now. Oh, okay. Um, was the guy that I was the first drummer that I ever really jammed with Phil. And we had like a little tiny project in high school that we kind of played around with it, but it never really did anything. And then um, I ended up uh, renting a room off Dan Greer. Okay. Like way back in Lindsay when he was throwing shows in his basement and I rented a, I rented a room at his house. And then that's kind of when I like submerged myself in the music scene. Cause I was constantly around it, whether it was like just bands come over to jam, like shows happening at the house, just naturally it was like, okay, like I'm going to see like what, like 
how I fit into this now. And it was like, I started ripping guitar and then it was like, next thing you know, me and Shane are jamming years go by. We've been in like, I, I think with Shane alone, I've been in like five bands with him. Because <laughs> <laughs> funny enough, like the guys that like, I always joke with the guys in Seagrave, me and Shane's, uh, the way the town of flesh originally started was we used to be a band called Seagrave. Really? That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Years and years ago, we put out an album called Flashbacks. We toured around Ontario and Quebec with uh, uh, like My Dear Dilemma and stuff. Um, it, we, we were only like a thing for like six months or so. But um, that's why I always joke with the guys from Seagrave. I was like, oh, I was in a band called Seagrave once. <laughs> we're the OG Seagrave, bro. <laughs> we were heavier, around, like, bro. <laughs> I showed, I, I showed, I, 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 I've shown like a couple people like, yeah, like, this is like what we used to do with it. And like guys that um, know Seagrave joke with them too about it being like, yeah, like we, like Vince from uh, Covert Records used to play shows with us. That's hilarious. And I was just like, yeah, yeah we were the OG, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing would... about it. I was like, I was like, it's funny to see because it's like, I always joke is Pound because Seagrave became uh, heir to the throne and then heir to the throne became Pound of Flesh. And it's like the one when we had Seagrave and Pound of Flesh on one poster, Shane kept joking, being like, we should just do an heir to the throne cover set to have all three names on one poster. <laughs> <laughs> I, love I love stuff like that band names and stuff are so fun to me because like right? there's some killer ones and then it's like yeah you know what well, what's like what's like the worst one you you guys had or the best um, one depending on your point of view so the the one of the bands that me and shane were in years ago it was a pop punk band shane drummed and i played guitar they were like they, they were like we pulled like decent locally for shows but the band was called mechno toad I remember Mechnotone. Okay. Yeah. I remember yeah. hearing about you guys. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> That's not bad. Some people, it's like, yeah, we were called like the eternal mystical flame. It's like, okay, bro, that's pretty. There, there's some I've heard over the years, dude, that I'm like. Yeah. Like yeah. me and Shane, we had Empire of Tomorrow. We were in Mechnotone. We had Seagrave, Heir to the Throne, and now Pound of Flesh. Which Pound of Flesh is pretty hard, man. That's, that's we, the, we got that name from, uh, do you remember the movie The Gentleman? Yes with uh, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> so we got it from the scene where he was like, um, you know, I don't care about the money, but somebody's hit my wife. And for that, I'm going to want a pound of flesh. Yeah. I think, I figured it's probably came from the saying of like, I'm going to get my pound of flesh. Yeah. It's like a right? symbol of retribution dating mm -hmm. back to Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I dig that. Well, what was, what's funny is like, like I, I, um, I think it was, I was talking, I did a retrospective on the show lately for like 2023 or whatever. And I was yeah. talking with my buddy who was not a metal fan at all. Um, <laughs> and I was mentioning two, I mentioned two bands and he couldn't help but chuckle. Cause he's like, seriously. It's like, I mentioned pound of flesh and he was like, pound of flesh, holy crap. Like us. And then uh, I mentioned a flesh guzzler shouts to Adam. Uh, yeah, he was we're, like, we actually guzzler. have something. It's an unannounced show, but we're playing a show with flesh guzzler and uh, the end of March in Hamilton nice that show's oh. getting announced on monday Ooh, okay so this will be out by then uh, this, actually no yeah. sorry that'll be announced before this is out at this point but yeah that's yeah that's awesome yeah adam's great yeah. i had him on the show recently he's a great dude and kind of yeah he's really cool he came to our show in hamilton he asked us if we wanted to play a show with him in uh at the doors and i really nice dude i really liked him and like i checked out some of his stuff he's really talented yeah it's it's yeah. like for me now at this point in my life like i you know, I'm really, I'm getting really heavily into like horror voice acting and stuff. So like anytime yep. I hear like a vocalist who can just do the gnarliest stuff, I'm yeah. always like, dude, like what, like what, what, what are you, <laughs> how are you doing this? And then like he uploaded those videos around Christmas of him like yeah. recording for it. And I'm like, 
how are you making those noises out of your throat? Like what? Like it just <laughs> heavy singing in general trips me out. But like yep. when it's like that, I'm like, how are you doing that? And then he's just like, hey guys. Anyway, so I'm like, what? <laughs> it blows my mind, man. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's gonna be a ridiculous show, man. Hamilton, Flesh Guzzler, Pound the Flesh. Who did you say? Who else was playing? Um, Deafened is on it, and uh, I can't. I, I I think that is it. Okay, that's either there way. might be one more. Yeah, there might be one more band on there. That's gonna be a ridiculous show. But it's at the Doors Pub. That one's at the end of uh, well, because it, it'll be announced for this time. This comes out. It's March thirtieth. That one's happening. Cool. So March thirtieth, yeah. folk market calendars. That's gonna be. Yeah, we got a run in March that we're actually doing, so we're we're gonna be announcing that soon. Cool. Okay. And you're yeah. gonna be going all over the place, or kind of? Uh, we're gonna be going all the way to Montreal. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. City of Montreal, getting ready to get. Uh, yeah, going go to the land of the French. We're going to see what happens when you take five guys that don't speak French and put them in Quebec. Probably a good idea. <laughs> Probably Big the best dudes, idea. You know, none of us speak French. Let's see what happens. It's a bunch of good old boys from the the, the, the Kawarthas. And just, well, are you all from around here? Or? I say the Kawarthas, but. Yeah, so we got um, our bass player, Zach, and Shane and uh, Dylan all live around like the Lindsay O'Mimi area. Okay. Max, our lead guitar player, he lives right in Lindsay. Yes, I know Max. I mean, yeah. Sorry, right, right in Omimi, sorry. And then um, me and Brady, the drummer, we both live in Peterborough. Right. And then See, Zach, I think he's moving short. Like he, I, I think he's saying that he's that he might be moving into Peterborough soon. So cool. Okay. Basically, be like half in Lindsay, half in Peterborough. Which is that's that's still close enough that you guys can yeah. All can jam out. Yeah, shout outs to Max. He has the general, which was my that old LTD. Oh name. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, That's Max, he still has that thing. He still sends me pictures whenever I bring you up. He's just like, there's his guitar. Yeah, that's so <laughs> the coolest thing about that, man, was when he when he bought that guitar from me. Um, because I actually a guy who was playing with him at the time, a drummer, um, he told me that he was looking for one and he saw I was selling it. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I would much rather someone buy this who's gonna like use it on stage use and it. shit. Or just at least yeah really play it because i'm like this thing can't just sit collect dust anymore it was breaking my heart right but when, so when when he, we were like doing the exchange for some reason for the first time in like 15 years i poked myself in the finger with this end of the string yeah i don't know how i did it and i was bleeding like all over the guitar and i was like oh my god dude i'm so sorry and he was like that's oh, all good man i'll get blood out of it eventually like i was like okay that's pretty cool that's pretty metal <laughs> there was one point during while we were on tour um max we were like we're like on tour and his vacation time's up and he's got he's like shit we got three more days left i guess i gotta call into work today right we're in like windsor and he's oh like gosh. so he calls into his work and as he's calling into his work I'm uh, scrolling Instagram. There's a video that somebody posted on Instagram and it's Max at the show the night before on his knees on stage, ripping a solo. And Shane starts laughing. He goes, do any of your coworkers follow you on like Instagram? Max is like, yeah, why? Shane's like, all they need to do to disprove you being sick is go on Instagram and see you in Windsor, Ontario on your knees, shredding a solo last night. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's like, what do you do right just like listen right. man, i gotta i gotta i gotta rip a rip a show here dude <laughs> what do you do that's cool though it's, that, was a, um, that was a fun tour honestly i was just uh, about to ask how how was that because that was that the first tour that you guys had been on as this first, first version tour of pound of flesh? flesh yeah okay yeah um and honestly couldn't have asked for a better band to tour with than tangents those guys are hilarious 
they're like they are such a good they're such a good group of dudes very very talented band like super fun music like they joke and call it like math core but it's like it's 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 it's, it's funny because it's like will's been like will always says he's like i just like to make weird music and i'm like hey i love it they're, it's, it's like you, 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 they have so many aspects of different like you can see all of their influences in their sound and it's just it's such a unique sounding band yeah they're awesome I've, i haven't had the ch- chance to have them on there's so many bands that like i've always like admired from afar if that makes sense yeah. and like yeah. i just haven't gotten to them yet and it's like they're one <laughs> there's so many bands that like dude like yeah, I, I need to get on the very, show very very talented uh mm. group of group of dudes there they're we we were uh, we're we're in talks about trying to book something together again. There was something with uh, I think it was you guys. There was something to do with them and like a jar of uh, oh the pickled uh, turnips. The pickled. What what was the deal with that? I had to ask. Okay, to okay. That? So Cody from Tangents brought a jar of pickled turnips on tour, saying that he was going to make pickled per- turnip martinis with it, which is pretty cool. And the first show. Somebody in the, at, at the crowd in Toronto on the first night of tour yelled, take a sip while he, while he put it on stage. So then it just became a thing of like, everybody's got to take a sip out of the jar sometime during the show. And at, at the Peterborough show, some kid thought that like, when he was like, yeah, here, take it. The kid thought it meant like, take the jar, oh, not take okay. a sip. And the kid ran off the jar. Fortunately enough, our uh, guitarist, Dylan, his girlfriend knew who the kid was and got a hold of him. And she's like, Hey, there is like, a witch hunt for this jar of turnips right now like he's like you're like you 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 gotta go on the internet and maybe get a hold of these guys and the turnips were returned that's the main they were away oh yeah no it's funny that 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 that, because then he made a tiktok explaining like his side of the scenario and it it got to like it's like it right now it's at like 1.3 million views holy shit yeah Nothing like yeah. Just shout out to him. He's like he, he was he was a good one. You know he was he was a cool sport about it. Like when we got a hold, of, I, I I I gave him a free pound of flesh shirt. You know he's got a tangent shirt there too. Yeah, I'm and looking at like, the picture gets, right and, now. And, like, I'm trying turnips. to work at a date to get a hold of him again because I'm trying to still give him uh, the actual jar. We still have it. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> at the last day of tour, we all took it with both bands took a picture with it and signed it for him. That's cool as hell, man. Yeah. I love stuff like that. Just the little, little stories from tour, right? Like, right. That's what we joked. We were just like, because the, we were, I, I was joking on the way down after we got the jar, we were going to the London show right after. And on our way down there, I remember looking at Zach, our bass player. I was like, imagine if this story going viral makes a bunch of people turn up at our London show. And it was our first time playing London as Pound of Flesh. And like the place was packed. And we're asking, we're like, well, where did you hear about us? And they're like, TikTok. Where's the turnip jar? Yeah, where's the turnip jar, bro? <laughs> we're like, oh, it's over here. Everyone needs we're a gimmick, We started joking, saying that we we're gonna that part of the merch table is gonna be two dollar photos with the jar. <laughs> you know what's hilarious? I bet you people would pay it to take a picture. With people that would jar. probably still pay it, right? Probably still pay it. <laughs> like, Yo, only two bucks to take a picture with the jar. Hell yeah! <laughs> that is all money ridiculous. feeds the band. <laughs> oh man so what was it like like with you so like i'm assuming you guys were all like just like piled in a van and like how was yeah, that it was it was fun we we, yeah. we basically just like for sleeping we just did hotels and like nice. airbnbs and hotels which was like we, we the, so it kind of lived up to the name like the airbnb breakdown tour yeah 
Because we were just like, we, we, we were all like, oh, we're too old to like crash in a van and stuff anymore. We need a bed. <laughs> yeah, once you get past like 30, it's like, all right, let's, uh, let's, or even for some people like 25, it's like, yeah, let's Literally, just, like uh, I, Max is the youngest one in our band. He's 23. Um, and Shane's the oldest one in the band. He, he just turned 35. Right. So yeah, you're all kind of in that. Yeah. I was like me too. I'm like, I'm 32 and I'm like, dude, I couldn't imagine. That's how old I am too. Right? Yeah, I couldn't, yeah. yeah. I could not imagine sleeping in a oh, van. Man. Like, Oh dude, I, at this age, when I got back, I, I remember looking at my wife after like, like two days back from tour and I was like all the head banging and stuff. I couldn't turn my head. I was like, this is why I stopped doing this. <laughs> gotta go see. You gotta go see a chiropractor. Yeah, man. Dude, like once neck. you have that, once you have that break in there, it's just like if you're not doing it consistently every day, you yeah. have that one day break, and then you just wake up dying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That happened. Like I, again, that weekend where I saw you guys, and then I saw Seagrave the next night. Like, yeah. I went to go see my chiropractor that week, and like he was like, "Hey, your neck's kind of messed up. Like, what's going on?" And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> I had the headbang, bro." Literally. It was funny for me because the first Pound of Flesh show was my first show in eight years. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So it was, uh, so for, for me, it was like all the headbanging and stuff. Then, like, for me, like, like I, having gone so long not playing, the next day I was like, I felt like I was 85. <laughs> so th- with that break was that just like i, I know you've got a family and stuff um, was that me, just like so taking during a break that break family? like after sea like after seagrave uh split and i we started air to the throne i ended up leaving air to the throne before the first show and i kind of just focused on um like going to college just uh like you know saving money and just basically getting get, getting ducks in a row that way and in, in my own life and um I mean, it was about about a, about a year and a half ago now, Shane, uh, like we'd always like stayed in touch, like because we were always like close friends, and uh, he hit me up about a year and a half ago and was like, "Hey, I have an idea that's crazy enough to just work, and I, I want to know ladies. if you're down." And I was like, "What is it?" And he goes, "I'm putting banjo in metal," <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "The fuck are you talking about?" And then he sends me a demo version of Crossroad Boogeyman. And I was like, all right, this is crazy enough to work. <laughs> so then we got together and we kind of jammed and felt it out. We were like, no, like we started coming up with more riffs. And we were like, no, this this is starting to work. Like, let's let's run with it and see what we get. And I had known Zach, our bass player, through working at KFC and knew that he played bass. And I just hit him up. I was like, hey, what are you doing musically these days? Because he had used to play in a punk band called Waste Youth. And I was like, what are you doing these days? And he's like, nothing band-wise. He's like, I'm just doing like session work for a couple people, but that's it. And I was like, what do you think of this? And I sent him the same thing that Shane sent me. And he's like, hey, this is sick. And I was like, come over and jam it with me. <laughs> and then from there, it just kind of we, we threw the lineup together and it just kind of fell into place really. It, it, it almost seemed too good to be true the way it like fell into place perfectly. So was it like that's that's just that's an awesome story just on the origins of the band. I'm gonna put banjo in metal. It's like what? <laughs> it was literally just like my wife has a video on her phone somewhere, and like me and Shane were stoned as hell, like FaceTiming her from his house, and she was just like, she's like, "What are you guys working on?" And Shane's like high as hell for on edibles, picks up a banjo and starts playing. She goes, "The fuck are you guys doing?" And then I start playing it. She she he's like, "We put a banjo in G sharp." 
So, so is that is, is that a, is that like the I, I've seen the picture? Is that like that six string banjo guitar he has? Yeah, or is it like a full banjo. Okay, cool. That's yeah, even cooler. String, to me. It's the six yeah. string like banjo guitar, and um, we just put guitar strings on it and tuned it to drop G sharp. It's ridiculous, but I mean, like it's got a it's so cool. Pickup, and that's how we recorded all the banjo on the first record. That's awesome. Like even facilitate the heavier one. We filled out the dead the dead airspace by playing the hardcore riff on banjo underneath it. Uh, it definitely makes for a very unique sound, which yeah. is which is so cool. When you guys were really putting the band together, was it something that you were like, we need three guitar players? Or did that just kind of happen? So we did it with two guitar players at first, but we always we were trying since the start of the band to get Max. But Max had been he Max was playing lead and burning bridges at the time. And um, but like like underneath it all, me and Shane, we really from the start wanted Max involved. Because we had played with Max and Heir to the Throne. And like when Max was like 15, we were jamming with him, like kind of showing him like hardcore and stuff like that when he was like when when he was younger. And so like we always wanted him as a part of it, but he was always busy with burning bridges. And um, then he left that band and was just kind of doing his own thing for a little bit. And at the same time that that happened, our original guitarist uh, with me, Cody, he ended up having some family things come up that he wasn't able to do it anymore. And um, like, shout out to Cody. Like, we still love him. Like, he did our album cover and our music video video editing. That I just have to say real quick, that album cover. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. He's, uh, <laughs> he, 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 he'll like, Cody Yvonne, he'll do artwork for anybody that wants it. Um, really good, really, really good guy. Exceptional artist too. Um, but, uh, so then Cody, he ended up having to leave and that's around the same time. We were just like, I, I said to Shane, is like, Max isn't doing anything right now. Let's see what's going on with that. And, um, we were at the same time bringing Dylan in as another rhythm guitarist. Cause our experience from the first show was when I found when Cody started to do the, do the leads, it was almost like some of the power would drop off in the sound. And I said to Shane, "It's like, why would we not structure it like we like we do on a live on, on the recordings, where you have a rhythm guitar in your right and your left, and you put your leads down the middle?" I was like, "Why would we not do that live if we want to replicate our record live?" So then I said, "Like, you know, we've got Dylan that's kind of learned, like, like in turn with Zach, like hanging out with Zach, learned all of our set." And I was like, "And with Max, like, we can just teach Max Cody's parts, and me and Dylan will mimic each other's parts." And that way we can we can like utilize like live like the stereo effect for like like left rights and stuff. Which is so cool. As a fan of just like rhythm, I've always just been a rhythm guy, right? That's why I think yeah. you're playing so much. Is I'm like, yeah. here's a guy who like got he got the riffs and stuff, but also like you really watching you play live, especially I'm okay. This guy gets metal rhythm guitar. Like yeah. you're very much like you like you're a performer clearly like you've been doing this for years you know and you're great i mean you're a great player obviously goes without saying Thank but you. like it's like you know when you need to kind of like step back if that makes sense like you yeah. know you're you're really what's driving what's happening while still you guys have that stereo sound and like i'm listening to you guys and i'm like your tones are are very different but like they work so well together when you have yeah. two rhythm guitar players like it's so necessary so like what we're doing that. with the, the rhythms is like so i have my jsx and head rush and dylan use it has a head rush as well he has uh he, he he has copies of my head rush patches and we effect loop it and the difference is i have the jsx he has the 5150 and then okay. for leads max uses a dual rack 
which oh you know that tone as soon as you hear it I knew right it like you know the door like sound right when it yeah. comes through like as soon as i heard it i was like that's a door right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah right away because I, I remember saying to shane it's like i was like if we're bringing max in like max has gear right and then max well and then he's like yeah max will be here in a second he's got an amp head max walks in with a dual rack and, and his ltd i'm like all right all right yeah he's good we're gonna be all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can't beat that dual that dual rack tone man you can't oh beat buddy it. it's like, so it's, sick <laughs> especially for lead it's a very underrated yeah. lead amp so he's using uh so for his effects he's using a uh, helix yeah, he's got nice. the Line 6 Helix, and then he effect loops that with um, his uh, dual rack. And then he's got that coming out of uh, Massive Cab as well. That's awesome. How did it feel when you guys had that first jam with, like, the full lineup you have now? The How first was that? jam with the three guitars, it was like, like, I, I joked with Shane. I was like, it was almost like that moment, like, the dirt with Motley Crue, where you're just like, oh, fuck, this is it. He was like right away, like we're we're jamming, and like Shane was even saying, he's like he's like we didn't lose that power when Max cut goes into the leads. Like if anything, like when there's no leads, like we have like more power. But Max is like kind of doing like higher octaves with it, so it's not so much just like one riff. Max kind of offsets it by doing octaves on a lot of stuff. So even on Redneck Sinatra, or me and Dylan would be hanging out around like the five, like the fifth and eighth fret. Max is doing the same thing, but on the octave up. I was just about to say that I noticed anytime Max kicked into the the main like the main riff, I'm like, there's there's a little more going on here than just three guitar players playing the exact yeah. same thing. Cause that's it, once you get three, it's like, okay, let's yeah. you know, that's just that a was wall a big of thing noise, when we were doing but... the album, doing production with the album, right? Was just like we were like, how do we make it where we're utilizing three guitars and not just you could do it with two? How are we like, so that's where we're like, okay, we had the left, right. We have like the stereo image live now. And it's like, it just creates that fuller sound. Definitely. And with Max playing the harmony riff too, like it just, it yeah. just the octave riff, it just, it's, it's so, and then, you know, you've got <laughs> everything else going on. It's, it's, it's when you first hear you guys live and see you guys live it's a lot at first like i'm like yeah okay there's three guitars there's, there's, there's okay all right that's, <laughs> and then like once you kick into it you're like oh, okay i get it like i i got yeah. it i get what you guys are putting down that's what we said to a couple people in toronto when they saw us setting up and like the sound guys like oh three guitars like what are you doing and we're like you'll see just 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 mic it up you will see <laughs> yeah because if it was just three of you playing the exact same thing it's like that's just like nah, yeah that's just wall of like, noise even in the bro. new stuff like we're <laughs> utilizing like um where we'll do like the uh, ricochet we're doing that with left rights now so that we're utilizing it still that way um max has like harmonies underneath and like he's doing a lot of like lo-fi parts now too so for like the new like heavier hardcore sound, like Max is gonna have like um where he's gonna kick into a lo-fi tone over a breakdown now kind of thing. That's awesome. Just any little things to just make it make it that those subtle differences in the tonality to yeah. just bring everything together more. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, like that's that's, awesome. that's our goal is like like we use backtracks live, but our goal is to lean on them as little as possible. And we more so just use them for like eerie synth effects in the background. Which I think that's acceptable. That's like, yeah. I, I dig when bands do that. Cause also like, it's not the easiest thing in the world when you're like, okay, we got to keep in time because. Yeah. And like, we, like yeah. we, like we play to a click track. Right. So it's just, just like, it's that. like okay. one, like one, like one screw up could ruin the whole set. Cause like when we don't even have it, like each song in an individual pad, like with our click track, it's like you go and you have to go through it. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like, that's one thing where it's like, we almost, we, we, we called it like boot camp when we were getting ready for tour, right? Because it was just like, if you screwed up, it's start again. You could be four songs deep into a seven song set and we had to start again if we screwed up. So I have to, I have to ask them when there any, any screw ups on the tour or everything went well. Um, there was one on tour actually in Peterborough. We messed oh, up no. on the song catalyst, especially in Peterborough. We came back like, out seriously? of it fine. Okay. That's good. At least then just like, derail we the whole show. The video and it's like, we watched, it's like nobody noticed, but we noticed. Yeah. Those are the best though. You just look at it. It's like, what are you doing? Like, come on. Yeah. There's the one part where it's like me and Zach are looking at each other. We're like, what's going on? And then Brady just does the drum fill. And I'm like, okay, we're good. All right. We're going to just keep going. That's awesome. So with, with the first record, I got to ask, do you have like a, a favorite tune on that first record you really love to play? Live, um, so Catalyst was one that I wrote myself. My favorite one to play, though, is um, probably uh, Wastemans. Because I'm all about that, like, greasy, heavy. So I'm yeah, that, that, that opening riff and like that. I was like, right when I heard that one the first time, I was like, no, this is this is heavy. <laughs> Yeah, it's not quite as um it's it's a different type of heavy. Yeah. Right? Like there's a little more that that's more like my speed of a riff too. Like I like just the the very much the caveman riffs. That's more yeah. my shit. So like that's I dig that tune. That's awesome. Yeah, we, so, we 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 have stuff like that a lot of it, like a few of those actually in the new stuff. Nice. That's exciting. Yeah, like we were, we're talking playing G sharp before, and now we're going into drop F. Just insane, dude. <laughs> it's crazy, but I dig it. Well, talking on the new stuff, you guys announced um a couple of weeks ago at this point now as people are hearing this uh that you guys have a new single coming february 9th yes. black mirror yeah it's the first of our new sound um so we've noticed over the over the last year that um we were getting a lot of metal, we, we, we were getting a lot of love from the metal community and um like shout outs to guys like Sone, seagrave pro sector we, we we've noticed that th this is the bands that we share the same kind of drive with and bands that we just, we were, we, we were getting along with very well and getting a lot of love from. And we noticed that even that scene in particular was one that we were getting a lot of attention in. So we were more catering to that audience. Now we're like, okay, like if you guys like, like what we can do, like we can do this too. <laughs> mm -hmm, and like awesome. live people, we, we got good response from things like Wastemans and facilitate. So we were like, why would we not kind of lean into that a bit more, especially with getting shows like Cryptopsy, for instance. Nice. While still, I'm assuming keeping that core. Yeah, you know, like we, we're still, we, keeping, like, we're the still keeping that, like where we have like that twangy sound. Like it's it's it, it, it's gonna sound heavier. It's in drop F, but we're still the same guys, and we're still playing on Telecasters, which is so cool. <laughs> that's so awesome. You, you're gonna bust out that single coil Telecaster live more, I am. or what's the deal? That's okay. the one that we're. That's the one that's being used on the new stuff. Nice. Is that yeah. is that stock or what? What what do you have? Aurora tone pickups. Okay, cool. That's what I yeah. figured. <laughs> Yeah, everything's Aurora Tone with us. All three guitarists have the same endorsement through them. Um, so anything you hear from us guitar-wise is all through Aurora Tone. Nice. Yeah, that's a that's a cool sound, because especially when you're tuning low, it's so easy to get that muddy low sound. Yeah. So it's super His pickups are really, really tight response, really dynamic pickups. That's awesome. What What are you most excited for with the ba these batch of new songs? Is there like a song specifically you're like really, really um, excited for? So it's one that we're working on right now um called purge and just the name alone <laughs> yeah it's it, it, it's pr it's pretty heavy like it might be the heaviest song that we've ever like done 
<laughs> like it's like not even including this band. It's wow, like it's okay. yeah, it's like a, it's 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 really two steppy and it's just really really aggressive. I'm for it. I mean, with a song like Purge, I mean you gotta <laughs> you gotta bring it, man. You gotta bring it. Yeah. For sure. Oh yeah, it's gonna set that. It's gonna set that tone for sure. It's what we're gonna be opening the set with on uh, February sixteenth. Nice. Yeah, that's gonna be a wicked show again, folks. That's gonna be um, at Urban with um, who, who you guys. What's the the tour you guys got coming up? That's with I know that Seagrave's playing with you guys here in Peterborough. So but um, the tour is with um, it's us headlining with Crimson Asphalt supporting us. Right. We're playing Urban with uh, Uncle Scurvy, Crimson Asphalt, Seagrave, and us on February sixteenth. And then February 17th, we're in Toronto with um, at Duffy's Tavern with Cozen, uh, um, ODE, uh, Crimson Asphalt, and us. And then we're the next night, the 18th, we're at um, the Richmond Tavern in London. Um, and we're playing with Blackwater and Hevel and Crimson Asphalt again. Nice. That's awesome. That's going to be a great, yeah. uh, a great freaking tour for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. London's always a fun city to play too. I always like, we had a, like, London was one of the cities that was like, like I said, like they turned up pretty good in London and it was, it was a good time. So I'm, I'm really excited to get back into, get, get back into London there. That's awesome. man. I love it. Just going back for a second earlier, we were talking a little bit about um, kind of how you, what got you into playing music and that, and you mentioned a few players in there. Are there any specific guitar players that like really, influence um, you now today as far as like beginning stages definitely mick mars eddie van halen and randy rhodes those were like my big three um even like zach wild stuff i kind of just i couldn't get into it it was always those like classic like big three there for me um as things went on i got really into like mark morton uh lamb of god stuff and then um i had a stage where i was like all about avenge sevenfold for like three years so i was like all about sinister gates <laughs> it's funny you mentioned mark morton because i i i see and hear a lot of his style in you yeah which is interesting and yeah, it's interesting that you're that, mentioning all lead players and you're a rhythm guy i know right that's interesting you play rhythm like a lead player so that's what's so interesting <laughs> to me about it. it's, it's hard to explain but hopefully you know what i mean when i say that like oh, I do. very much then yeah. any more um it's hard to say for like for like modern day guys anymore really um because like I, I i for me like i listen to like a lot of like hell like, like i listen to a lot of heavier shit stuff nowadays and it's funny because my like little two-year-old daughter her favorite thing in the world is slaughter to prevail <laughs> i dig that <laughs> right like she'll get up in the morning and yell at the google saying that she wants the google to play the roar roar song and it's viking <laughs> play the roar roar song that's awesome <laughs> right and it's like but um that's like that that's basically the guitar influence that i take now would be like anything from like slaughter to prevail kind of stuff that where it's like those like heavy like throw it like even like alpha wolf to an extent too that's wicked yeah that all that stuff's just like there's so much cool stuff happening right now have you have you ever heard um bleed from within much yep I just got I I just discovered those guys like over Christmas. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like yes, Man, yes. <laughs> I remember the first to the one of the bands, one of the bands that made my like absolute jaw drop in the scene today was um the first it was back in September at the Atria. And we booked uh, and we booked a show with uh Pro Sector. 
And like, I had heard a couple of their songs on uh, Spotify and I was like, oh, these guys are sick, right? But then like, when I saw them live, it was like, holy shit. Like they're one of those bands where it was like me and Brady for like our drummer was, we were just like, this band is like, hits you in the chest. Like those guys are, those guys are heavy as shit. <laughs> it's a different when you know it's like when it's like uh, I think that's like the that's like a famous Eddie Van Halen saying he's like I need it to hit me in the chest I need to yeah. feel it here. That was one of the things like when, when I saw Pro Sector the first time I was like okay like they're all like in sync they're like dead tight like when the when they're when they're, they they have their stop and starts and it's like they come in off their stops and it's like an impact in your chest with the sub drop it was like I remember that I was like I was like that is a band that is like wow live. That's wicked. Yeah. There's nothing quite like just when you, when you have a band that is so tight. Yeah. That just like, it just hits you all at once. You're like, oh, that's, that's what I love about this scene now is like, there's so many bands that are just like, like-minded musicians that are like the drive to be tight and perform well. It's not just all trying to sound the same anymore. Like years and years ago, it's like, everybody's got their unique sounds that they can work on and do their, and do their thing but everybody's doing it well. Like it's like, it's all high caliber musicians in the scene now doing things, doing really good things. Yeah. There's not a band in the scene right now that I've heard that I'm like, oh, those guys are okay. It's always yeah, like, like, you like, know, like, like, awesome. even when we, like when we played that new market festival and it's like every single band, it was like 15 bands on that bill. Like there was Seagrave, Sone, Pillars, um, the Fractured, Pro Sector. Like there was, there was like a good like 15 bands in that bill and it was like every single band for be like scuzz was on there like uh, like every single band from beginning to end was like holy shit beguiler played it too like it was just like uh cruel intent was on that as well like it was like every single band just like had that like holy shit like this doesn't feel like a 20 dollars show yeah, shout out to the boys in MacGyver. I I I known those guys yeah. a long time, and like, yeah, they they were they were they were almost like the hardest show house band for a minute there. I had them on so much at one oh, yeah. point, like it was like I gotta take a break from you guys, man. You're on here all no, the time. They're really <laughs> solid live. They're really really solid live, actually. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, like I, them a lot. Yeah, there's there's so much wicked talent, man, and it's it's so cool from the standpoint of someone like myself who just loves to talk with people like yourself who are just like like local people who are just making killer music like yeah it's exciting for me because i mean number one the fact that i have a list of people that i just i just haven't gotten to yet like yeah. that's cool when it's right. like you know there's so much talent that just is, is, is there any bands it, it seems that like you every day with, there's a new project coming out where you're just like whoa this is sick yeah there's nothing and cool. it's like it's cool to see where it's not like just like the same like three bands playing every show these days yeah like 10 20 years like 10 15 years ago it was you're basically seeing the same like three bands on every show yeah oh they're playing the playing the atria again all right oh cool. they're playing like, the atria and then they're gonna go to toronto and when they're in toronto the other band that just played toronto's playing the atria and it's like it was like three bands playing every show and you yeah. just had to hope to open and it was like it was it, 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 it was still a good music scene it's just mm -hmm. and then like, the, oh, like sure. the material coming out of it was great mm -hmm. but it was just like as far as a new act trying to come in, it was difficult back then. Yeah. Now you've got so many acts that are like, oh, you've got this band coming through and you've got this band that you haven't seen in two, three months playing. And next show, they're not going to be on it. It's going to be a totally different band. Like you've got such, like every bill is unique now. And that's what I love seeing. Mm-hmm.
yeah, like I said, not just the same two or three bands playing. There's a lot more yeah. going on, which is exciting for a fan too. It's like, you exactly. know, oh. like it, it, and even as a musician, it's like, it, it's opening the doors for more people to reach a larger audience. Mm-hmm. That, which is what everyone should be trying to everyone's do. Everyone's wanting to do, like, right? Yeah. Like it's the name of the game. <laughs> exactly, man. I love it. I love the enthusiasm. I love what you guys are doing. You know, I, I implore everybody to go and uh, pre-save the new single Black Mirror. It's going to be awesome. Go check out the clip of it. As this is coming out, there's still a couple of weeks before it's out. So go listen yeah. to it. But uh, Zach, as we wind down here, there's a stable question I always ask everybody. And I, I'm very excited to hear this answer <laughs> given your history. Oh, yeah. Tell me a story about the worst show you ever played and the best show you ever played. Um, Worst show I ever played? Like comically was- bad. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> it was the first time that we played under the band Seagrave. And we were getting pumped up for our first show. Our, we, we just got a new drummer. We were playing to a click track, and our drummer lost the click halfway through the intro. Oh, no. And then, like, the third song, the bass is still playing. The band's done. Like, we're like, what's going on? And me, I just see red, and I throw my guitar off the stage. My Ooh. vocalist has it on camera. Starts bugging me about it for like three weeks after because I'm just like, fuck this. <laughs> well, there's nothing more frustrating, right? It's when like, it's just, the, it, it was at the Red Dog. The place was packed. It was like a show with like falsifier. Like, <laughs> yo, it's also falsifier. That's what I was like. Oh, geez. Yeah, we just completely bombed that one. Um, as far as like best, um, it, it would honestly be a big toss-up between uh, that heavy Lindsay show or um, maybe even the show that we did at the beginning of the, of October at Urban uh, where we filmed our live music video for Redneck Sinatra. And, like, that showed a lot of people. And we had, like, some guy show up in, like, a hot dog costume and he was, like, in the mosh pit. And so it, was, like, it was, like, throwing me off because I'm trying to That's be awesome. serious on the music video camera. And, like, dude's running around in a hot dog costume yelling at people to ask him about his wiener. And I'm trying not to laugh and look serious <laughs> in the video. And, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't have helped it. I would have been like, yo, get that dude on camera. Like, <laughs> oh, we got him in ca- yeah, on camera. I, I, the right, video yeah, yeah, he was in it, wasn't he? Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I love stuff like that. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys in Urban. I'm looking forward to getting the full, uh, just that that bill alone at Urban is going to be ridiculous. Oh, it's I'm very be a much good looking time. forward to it. We got a, we, we got a, re- we got a really, really different kind of set plan for that one. It's going to, it's going to be a different kind of mood than what people are used to with us. Especially comparing to the heavy, uh, I almost said heavy Montreal, heavy Lindsay show. Yeah. For those wondering, we are keeping break stuff. Don't worry. <laughs> I totally forgot to mention that. Oh my yeah. gosh, that was so cool. <laughs> I was like, was it? Was it? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah As a we new are metal kid, like, stuff. yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it's considering we're the same age too. Obviously, you were probably right? a new metal kid at one point too. So that's awesome. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> I grew up on Limp Bizkit. <laughs> Dude, that's the bro. I still listen to Limp Bizkit. What do you right? mean? Like, <laughs> I'll be there at the show in July. That's for sure. <laughs> that's awesome man well dude where can the good people find pound of flesh if they want to check you guys out uh facebook or our link tree is uh well again attached to our facebook um you can find us on spotify apple music amazon title anything you use to stream we're on it 
Awesome. I'll make sure to have a link down below for the link tree there, guys, because saying yeah, the link yeah. tree is always a huge pain. Yeah, that's, so. that, that link tree will also have the pre-save for Black Mirror in it, too. Nice. Awesome. So click below for that pre-save, guys. Yo, Zach, thanks so much for the time, bro. It's been a pleasure chatting yeah, man. with you. You as well. All right, folks, there you have it. My chat with Zachary Emmons from the Mighty Pound of Flesh. Thank you very much, Zach, for coming on the show, man. Definitely appreciate it. Appreciate your time and appreciate all of your support. Just like I appreciate your support, you listening. Thank you so very much. It means the world to me. If you would like to continue to support the show, considering following us, however you are listening, leave a rating if you can. That definitely helps the show grow. Share this episode with your friends. And if you want, you can also check me out on all the social medias. We have Facebook and Instagram. Hit me up anytime in the email at thehardershow at gmail.com. I also do have a Discord. We have a lot of fun over on the Discord. So if you would like to join, hit me up and come join my gaggle of fun people. <laughs> we have uh, some great fun over there. And there's a wonderful cast of characters over on the Discord. And if you want to take things a step further to support The Harder Show, consider joining the Harder Show Patreon. That's right. I have a Patreon and you get access to fun things. There are some changes coming to the Patreon very soon, but right now you will get access to all 39 episodes of Taped Trepidation, which is my horror narration podcast over there on the Discord or excuse me, over there on Patreon. You also get exclusive access to unique Discord channels no one else can get into and also live streams and things of that nature. And... If you join at the $1 or more a month tier, you will get a shout out at the end of every single episode of The Hotter Show, just like I'm going to do right now for all of my Patreon supporters, my hotheads. We have Rodan Komori, also known as Mo, Wolf Delta Pi, also known as Tanner Wood, actor extraordinaire Eric Phones. C.M. Peters, who you may or may not uh, hear next week on the show for something special. Jason Reese from J-Bear Digital Arts. Kelly Sisson. Terry and Janet Hodder, the impromptu creators of The Hodder Show. Brandon Bowden from Bowden Voice, former producer of The Hodder Show. Neil Skrupa from Neurotic Voice. And last but not least, Mr. Ian Hall. Thank you guys all so much for the support. It means the world to me that you guys would take the time to not only search out the Patreon, but then have a monthly contribution to helping the harder show grow. It really means the world to me. And I hope that I can continue to provide that content for you guys that you enjoy. So thank you. And thank you listening right now so very much. It means the world to me that you took the time to listen to this episode and listen this long. So give yourself a round of applause for that and a pat on the back. And I will catch you next time right here on The Hotter Show for something very special next week for the eighth year anniversary of The Hotter Show on February 4th. So stay tuned for that. And I will catch you guys next time right here on The Hotter Show. Take it easy, guys.